0: You're listening to the Beauty in the Network podcast, hosted by Jasmine Jones, licensed cosmetologist, bridal beauty team owner, and business coach to beauty pros and creative entrepreneurs. Tune in weekly for tips, tricks, and hacks on how to up-level your lifestyle, maximize your productivity in your business, and use the most efficient and up-to-date marketing strategies to get your business seen online without the burnout. Thanks so much for tuning in. Here's today's episode. okay guys so today we are talking about one of my favorite topics we're talking about selling how to sell your bridal beauty hair or makeup services now I'm gonna be talking about a couple of things but first before I get into what I'm gonna be talking about let me first break down a couple of myths when it comes to selling your services so one There's a huge myth of, if I sell too frequently on my, you know, hair and makeup page, people are going to unfollow me, or I don't want to sound like a robot and always selling and blah, blah, blah. And I want to be real honest with you guys. Selling is an art. There is a way to sell without sounding like you're selling, right? And that is how you use marketing efficiently, right? So you don't have to specifically say, buy my service, book my product, buy my service, dates are limited, (laughs) right? You don't have to say all of that. There is a way that you can start communicating what it is that you do, who you service, and how they can connect with you in a way that does not sound so aggressive to where you feel like you're pushing your services down people's throats. Also... When it comes to, you know, worrying about selling too often, there's no such thing as selling too often because look at Target, look at Walmart, look at, you know, Pandora, the radio. There are always commercials that are, you know, surrounding us on a day-to-day life. These businesses, these big businesses are selling constantly regardless of if it's a certain service regardless of if it's you know for the seasonal time right now it's October if you're listening to this in real time then you are you need to be not just a small business owner when I talk a lot about you know CEO mindset versus employee mindset when you start thinking like a CEO you start thinking like a business owner business owners are not afraid to tell people hey I have a business hey this is how you book with me because that's how you get those marketing goals, that's how you hit those revenue profit goals, and that's how you create a lifestyle that supports what you have already created for yourself. And you only do that by being comfortable and confident with selling your services, right? So let's go ahead and dive on into some of the things that I'm going to be sharing with you today. I'm going to be talking about websites. I'm going to be talking about social media, vendor connections, networking, and a couple of questions that you can start asking yourself when it comes to um, how you can start selling more efficiently. So first things first, before we get into that, number one, you need to know your target market. Once you know who your target market is, and I'll break this down a little bit, once you know who your target market is, that is going to help you, one, create an action plan, two, boost sales in your business. And then two, once you create that action plan, you can create a marketing plan that directly helps you reach those goals that you just set for yourself around that action plan, right? So knowing your target market means one, I'm just going to break down a few basic things. This is not all of it. This is just um, a few simple things that you can start thinking about. So number one is their age range. Their age range is huge. Now, I like to do age ranges within like um, a 10-year period, right? So, specifically like 24 to 34, uh, 35 to 45. So, that's what I mean when, I, when I'm talking about age range. So, specifically for us, our target clientele, and it's went up a little bit based upon our um, current revamp that we just did when we just celebrated six years for my Bridal Beauty business. So, our target market for the age range of the brides that we attract, they are between the ages of like, you know, 26 to 36, maybe 27 to 37. Um, I really haven't seen any brides book us that are older than um, 28. So that tells us a lot right there. Now what age is going to do when it helps you with Selling your services is that you're going to know what profiles or not profiles, what platforms to show up to market your services on, right? So, example, if you are using Facebook, Facebook, in my opinion, that's where, you know, a little bit of, like, the older, not older folks, but, like, the older crowd, they would hang out, right? So, if you ask me, would a, you know, 26-year-old bride be on Instagram or would they be on Facebook, I would say that they would probably be on Facebook versus, um, I mean, be on Instagram versus Facebook, right? Right? So that's going to help you right there. But when it comes to these social media platforms, one, you need to know that where you are currently showing up, is that where your clients are, right? So that's question number two. So knowing their age range and two, where are they hanging out? What platforms are they hanging out? And if they're not hanging out on the platforms that you are currently on, you might have to reanalyze where you are showing up. Because the last thing that you want to do is put all of your eggs in one basket and be promoting to a brick wall because your clients aren't hanging out there, right? So, specifically when it comes to social media, um, if you're using Facebook, you can use your personal page. Now... When it comes to using your personal page, this is great for people who um, just kind of stumble across your profile, but if you are promoting your services on your own personal page, then you have to ask yourself, do I have people that are following me right now on my personal page that would become one of my clients? And if that answer is no, then you might be promoting where your clients are not at. Right. So you're promoting your services. You're talking about it. You're uh, you're showcasing your work and all of these things. You might get a like from, you know, family members or friends, your family. They might share it to their page. But if they're sharing it to their page, is their followers over on their personal page, your family's page or your friend's page is their followers, is their audience your target market? And if the answer is no, then you are putting your eggs in the wrong basket. Also, if you are using um, like Facebook groups, where are you posting? I, I used to, being honest with you guys, I used to post in, uh, what are those called? Like those mom swap pages. I used to promote my services over in the mom swap pages. And it got me nowhere because the mom swap pages, one, they're for moms, two, our target clients. They don't have kids yet. Some do, but 80% of our clients, they are just now graduating college. They are, you know, a little bit younger and they they don't have kids yet. So if I'm promoting in a mom swap page, I am promoting where my clients are not at. So it doesn't make sense for me to continue to promote in those mom swap pages. Now, if you are a um, vendor and you do use Facebook You might want to start looking into some pages where it's like a local wedding group or um, like local vendors in your area and see if it's a page where not just vendors show up, but where potential brides show up, right? So that might be something that you look into over on Facebook, right? So promoting your pages in locations where your clients would be hanging out, right? So let me talk a little bit about Facebook. I mean, not Facebook, Instagram. So when it comes to Instagram, there are a couple of ways that you can start selling your services when using Instagram, right? We have Instagram stories. We have posts. We have reels. We have IGTV. We have DMs. We have hashtags. That's six ways right there. That you can start promoting your services on Instagram, but not just, you know, making Instagram stories and making a reel and all of that. You need to have intention with your action. So, everything is gonna go right back to what I was saying at the very start knowing your target market, also having a game plan and having a marketing plan that directly aligns with that game plan. Now, let me break down what marketing is. Marketing is basically how you promote and sell your services, right? Now, I'm going to be honest with you. Depending on your personal price range, it is going to make a huge difference of how you show up on social media to promote your services, right? So what what does that mean, Jasmine, right? What does that mean? So if I have a high ticket, um... Uh, if I have a high ticket service, right? So I was talking a little bit about how I used to charge like $45 when I first started, you know, like seven years ago when I first started for makeup services. Now I personally charge $175. That's my personal price, not my bridal beauty team's price, but I charge $175 for makeup, right? So if I charge that, I have to show up a little bit differently than how I showed up when I was promoting a $45 makeup service, right? Because that is a completely different client who I'm marketing to when I have a $45 service. And it's a completely different ballgame when I am promoting a $175 service to somebody on Instagram. It's going to look completely different. The the verbiage is going to look different. The photos are going to look different, right? The hashtags are going to be different. All of that's going to be different, right? So ask yourself right now, are you showing up in a way that is attracting discount um, clients? Or are you showing up in a way where you are attracting those luxury high-end price clients who are ready to pay your worth. Now, a lot of these things that I am breaking down for you are things that I help you with if you are interested in my six weeks coaching program that's called the Beauty Business Accelerator Program. I help you map out one, your action plan, a marketing plan that helps you drive sales in your business and I also help you show up on social media so that people understand your value and that you stand out in a saturated market right so that's just one thing that you can start thinking about if any of these tips that I'm giving you sound like things that you want to learn a little bit more about right because I'm only giving you like the basic overview so When you are showcasing your services, let's go to Instagram stories. So Instagram stories, we can, you know, reshare whatever it is that we just posted on our feed. We can reshare, you know, work that we did at a past wedding, all of that, all of those things, right? And the way that you talk about your services needs to, one, talk to that Client, right? So, the third question that I want you to ask yourself, aside from age range and where they hang out, is what do they need to know before they book your service? Right? Your social media needs to be like your mini website. So, if somebody only finds your Instagram uh, page and they don't go to your website, how is your content going to let them know this is what we do, this is how we do it, this is who we service? this is how you can connect with us. If somebody does not click the link in your bio, if you have a website, how is your social media profile working for you and not against you, right? We can't just post, you know, hair and makeup by me, another gorgeous bride, beachy waves for days, right? We can't just keep posting that and wonder why, you know, clients aren't booking us, right? We need to be comfortable with selling. And the way that we get comfortable with selling is by talking about our brand values, talking about our mission, talking about why we even got into the bridal beauty field in the first place. What is your favorite part about working with a bride? How can you start showcasing your reviews in a creative way, right? That's just five different ways that you can start thinking about showing up differently, differently on your um, Instagram page, as well as your your Facebook page, right? If you have a business um, Facebook page, right? These are all a few things that you can start incorporating into your content. And that's going to help you boost your sales by at least 10%. I promise you that. So once you start embedding these things into your uh your content and not just once it needs to be a regular routine so that people are constantly reminded about what it is that you do and how someone can connect with you right because as a business owner we need to leave the employee ways of thinking behind and we need to step into that ceo mindset because when we start stepping into that ceo mindset we're not just you know creating you know content that's going to help us you know drive sales and boost profit but we're thinking like a business owner right if you were the business owner if you were the ceo of walmart you're going to say okay we have seasonal promotions come up how can we be creative how can we be out of the box how can i make sure that people understand that this is what we're offering during this time this is the limited time that it's available and this is the prices right How can you start thinking that way about your business? Because when you start to shift your perspective in the way that you show up and the way that you communicate your value to people, then that is when people are truly going to start seeing your business be, you know, way outside of the box from everyone else that's posting, you know, hair makeup by me or, you know, another gorgeous bride, right? You need to stand out and you do that by your content and you do that by the way that you show up. So that's one for instagram stories also for instagram stories show your face guys it is okay you can baby step your way into it you don't have to just put the camera on your face and just start talking about your breakfast and you know what your kid did right you don't have to do that you can baby step your way in what are some common questions that people ask you about right so common questions that i know a lot of bridal hair and makeup artists get what kind of products do you use or um what are you doing for uh, COVID sanitation, right? Whatever it is, right? Those are just two ideas. And you can, you know, have your camera. You can maybe show your kit. Like, hey, guys, like just talking, like just showing your kit while you're talking so you don't have to be, um, you know, on film. You can just say, hey, guys, we constantly get asked about, you know, what products it is that we use. And I just wanted to show you maybe like three of my favorites or four of my favorite products that are in my kit that um, we use on all of our clients, right? You might say say something like, oh, well, this is our favorite foundation because it lasts long and we want to make sure that you look good all day long, right? Or these are, um, you know, some of the favorite blushes because they photograph so well. Whatever. Get creative. Baby step your way into people hearing your voice get into a flow of being okay with just kind of maybe taking a photo of yourself saying, "Hey, I'm working on, you know, emails today. We had some, you know, leads come in over the weekend, and you know, like I'm so excited to be working with our 2020 brides." Whatever you want to do. Take a photo of yourself, maybe show your kit and start baby stepping your way into it. Right now, when you are showcasing yourself, you have to be intentional, right? Think about what does your client need to hear from you what do they need to know about your products and services now like i said this needs to be regular content that you are showcasing now you can always you know balance it out with like good morning this is me working this is me with a past bride and then pop in and say something about your values. Um the next day, you might um share a review that a past client did say like, "Hey guys, I just wanted to show you a review that we just got over the weekend." Like, and just go ahead and show that that like screenshot of the review, right? I'm giving you guys so many tips right now, but you can just show that review and then talk a little bit more about why you loved working with that client like oh my gosh this is um samantha she wrote this very sweet um you know review for us and like when she first inquired with us you know back and blah blah and she was talking about how she wanted to look like xyz and maybe show a photo from her uh trial run right so get creative get hella creative so that people say oh my gosh she is actually operating her business like a business and she has luxury prices she's already showing me that she is on the ball she's already showing me that she's organized she's already showing me that she is worth the price that she is charging right so definitely get out the box use your stories a little bit more um Intentionally and the same for Facebook as well. So let's talk about your website. So your website you can use this or actually let's go back to Instagram because I forgot um, some of the other things when it comes to like your feed and things like that. So when it comes to your feed, the same exact thing, right? Use your content in a way that is going to showcase your value. Um, Some of the same tips that I gave about um, your Instagram stories, you can do that on your feed as well. Now, reels, you can always show like some fun before and afters with reels. Um, Same with IG um, TVs. If you are completely comfortable using video in your business, I would suggest start making like a fun little series where you might talk about, you know, some tips about skincare, tips about hair care, whatever it is, and get a little bit fun with it. It doesn't have to be you know what everybody else is doing. If you see a ton of people doing you know one specific thing, how can you throw your own special sauce on that and show up and do that right? You don't have to duplicate what everybody else is doing so that's another one, but the last one that I want to talk about before I move on to websites is hashtags. So hashtags, I feel like, is a more passive way of getting found um, on social media, right? Specifically on Instagram, hashtags don't really work over on Facebook. So if you are using hashtags, how are your hashtags working for you and not against you, right? If you have a hashtag strategy, hashtag strategies is just something that if you are interested in my six-week bridal Beauty Business Accelerator program. I help you create a hashtag strategy so you can get found more intentionally as well as creating content, creating a marketing plan, helping you show up on video, and getting confident enough to sell your services right that's just a few things that I um, talk about in that program but um I'll leave the details in the link in my show notes if you're interested in checking that out but When it comes to your hashtag strategy, you wanna make sure that you are not just using hashtags that say, you know, hashtag hair. You wanna make sure that you are using location-specific hashtags so that people who are interested in, you know, getting services within that area, that you are the one that pops up, right? So there's a couple of different ways that you can use hashtags and a couple of different ways that you can network with hashtags, but I will save that for a different video. But the last tip that I wanna give you about hashtags is if you have a group of hashtags that you use I would suggest not using the same exact hashtags over and over and over again for every single photo because one this tells Instagram that you might be spamming right if you keep using the same hashtags over and over and over again that is a way that your content might can get shadow banned or or it might not show up um in the actual feed when somebody searches that hashtag because it feels like you're a bot you're you're spamming you're not you know creating new hashtags right so always switch up some of your hashtags but i love to have you know hashtags um saved in my phone so that i can just copy paste them i have monday hashtags tuesday hashtags wednesday thursday friday hashtags for my bridal beauty company so that is something that you might want to start doing for yourself but let's go on to websites. So, websites, the same exact thing that I was talking about over for your Instagram and your social media on um, Facebook, telling people what it is through the verbiage on your site. So, you need to make sure going back to that marketing plan, going back to your, um, your game plan, right? Knowing who your target clientele is is going to help you figure out what words. What verbiage you need on your website. And I'm not just talking about keywords like SEO, but I'm talking about psychology of sales. You need to know basic psychology of why people buy, what triggers them to buy, and know that um, I believe it's like some, some people need to see things like 12 to 17 times before they actually make a buying decision. So that's why if you are getting ghosted, people are just price shopping you, and in order to make people not price shop you, you have to give them a reason to not price shop you. So having content on your website that directly relates to the types of clients that you want to attract so if you want to attract more of that classic bride you're going to make sure that you have all classic photos on your website Maybe you're not going to have, you know, retro and pin-up and, you know, dark and moody photos on your website because that's not going to attract who it is that you want to work with. Now, that goes into um, my bonus tip, style shoots. I freaking love style shoots. I've planned so many style shoots for my bridal beauty business that it is insane. But um, when you are planning a style shoot or if you're participating in a style shoot, one... It's okay to say no if the photographer's work does not align with who it is that you're trying to attract. So for us, we work with a lot of um, like bright and airy photographers because that's the kind of vibe that our brides are looking for, right? They They're not really into the moody vibe. Now, my personal vibe, I love the dark and moody vibe. But for my bridal beauty business, I designed it so that I can attract a certain type of clientele, right? So knowing that just because you have a personal style, your personal style does not have to be directly correlated with your brand, right? So if you want to attract a certain type of clientele, make sure that your website, your content is all working together, right? So Showcasing photos that would directly connect to the types of clients that you want to work with. And if you are doing stout shoots, if you don't really know what to say, if somebody says like, hey, do you want to do a shoot with me and act blah, 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 and all that, right? You can say, hey, like, I'm definitely interested, but I just want to make sure that it would be, you know, in alignment with our brand can you um share with me who who's the model right or who's the photographer what does the mood board look like right and if it does not fit your style of who your client is it's okay to say hey like thank you so much for reaching out to me again but i'm gonna have to pass because i don't think that it would be you know a great fit for who we're trying to attract or if you want to keep it a little bit you know softer and sugar-coated a little bit you can say like oh my gosh thank you so much um currently we already have you know work that kind of represents that so we're going to go ahead and pass but definitely keep us in mind for you know another opportunity right so you're not just completely shutting them down you're saying like hey thank you this looks a little bit similar we're wanting to do something a little bit more out of the box so next time you have something you know in mind like feel free to reach out and we can see if it's a good match right you don't just have to say like no if you feel like oh i can't tell them no right so that's one thing that you can start doing right but another way that you can start selling is to make sure that your connection buttons, um, like your contact buttons, are very visible. If you... Are like scrolling on a website and you see that they have like a contact button like maybe like every like couple scrolls it's because you have to think about mobile you have to think about tablets you have to think about desktop views and if you have never checked out to see if your website is mobile friendly you need to do that because if somebody is having a hard time so many people are just using their phones nowadays versus their um, actual laptop or their tablet So if your website is not set up in a way that is efficient for somebody to um, review your details in your website through a mobile device, then you might want to check that out. You might want to go to the drawing board and see, well, what are some ways that I can, you know, revamp my website? Now, when it comes to websites, I'm going to give you my honest opinion. I do my own website and I do my own website because I, I got a website back in 2014, right when I first started my, um, when I got my business license at 19 and I sucked, I sucked out websites and it's because I really wasn't trying to actively figure out, you know, different ways to set up my website. I was just kind of like throwing stuff together and I just wanted it to be cute, but a cute website does not convert people. A converting website converts, right? There's certain things that your website needs to have, right? So that content is one, like photos, the copy, the verbiage, that's two and there's so many other things that you need on your website which i break down um within my um my coaching program because that that's a lot of a, a nitty-gritty right there right so there's a couple of things that you need on your website and you need to make sure that your website flows right so when they get to your page are they clicking all of these buttons are they trying to figure out where your prices are, are they trying to figure out what services you offer are they trying to figure out where your about pages and all of these things right your portfolio or are you making the content flow to where it makes sense right if they have to click all over the place and your page loads slow that's another thing you want to make sure that your website does not take a year and a day to load because People are gonna leave your website. People, they want things to be fast, right? We're in an instant gratification um world right now. So if your website takes like 10 seconds to load, then they're not gonna wait that 10 seconds to load because they're gonna be like, well, this is a slow you know, AF website and they're gonna move on to your competitor. So when it comes to having a website, I do my own websites, but I promise you that you need to learn about websites. Putting your website in the hand of somebody else who, excuse me, guys, putting your websites in the hand of somebody who only knows how to make a website, but they don't know marketing, not specifically marketing, but marketing for your specific industry, right? So if I was, you know, in the tech world and if I was an engineer and I am looking to, you know, have a website all about, you know, me and my tech business and me being an engineer, if I had somebody that built me a website but they don't know how I market to other tech people and other engineers, then that is not an effective website because they don't know the verbs, the the verbs, the verbage that needs to be there. They don't know the specific images that need to be there. They don't know the SEO keywords that I'm trying to rank for right so putting your website in somebody else's hands that only knows how to make a pretty website that's not gonna serve you in the long term so knowing how to do those basic things knowing how to figure out what your website actually needs to convert that's your job as the business owner that's not somebody else's job that you hire because You can hire somebody to make something pretty, but if it doesn't convert, then you just wasted money and energy into having somebody else do something that you're going to have to go back and redo yourself. So that is number... to when it comes to um social media and websites on how to sell your bridal beauty services, right? So let's talk about vendor connections. Vendor connections are so underutilized, I feel like. When it comes to vendor connections, I specifically like to sell in the DMs. So I pitch myself. I love to pitch. I am not afraid of hearing no. I am not afraid of rejection because. It's all a part of being a business owner, going back to that CEO mindset, right? So once you have a plan of action, once you have your marketing plan, then you have ways that you can support your marketing goals, support your revenue goals, and you can do that through vendor connections, right? So connecting with the right vendors. Going back to what I mentioned before when I was talking about style shoots. So if you know that your specific clients are, um you know, they're into the moody field or maybe they're into the bright and airy field, then I would go to maybe Instagram. Um, I love to go to Google. I love to go to um like, you know, like those popular uh, websites where um, you would promote if you are a wedding vendor, right? You can go to those places, type in um the locations that you want to service and say, okay, who shows up? Who has good reviews? whose images directly aligns with, you know, the types of clients that I'm trying to work with and start connecting with people, right? Send them an email, send them a DM and not just sending them a DM saying like, hey, refer me to your clients, right? I was talking a little bit about this um, in my last podcast episode when it comes to um, um, three ways to market your bridal beauty business. But when it comes to, you know, connecting, don't go with a handout because that's not attractive. So a handout me- meaning, you know, like, hey, refer me to your clients if they need X, Y, Z, right? They don't know what your brand is about. They don't know who you service. They don't even know who you are, right? So you need to do yourself a due diligence. One, do your research and kind of go back to that last episode that I was talking about and I give you a couple of tips, but just a quick recap on that is, you know, go to their website, go to their page, see what their name is, right? Messaging someone and actually saying their name when their name is not on their uh, like social media or profile or whatever, that shows them, oh my gosh, she actually did research on my business. She actually took the time to see you know, what it is that I'm about, what type of clients I want to work with. And she's asking me how she can serve me, right? Other than, hey, send me clients, right? That's, that's not fun, right? So you need to make sure that when you are selling yourself, and selling your services, that when you are pitching your services, pitching you, pitching your brand, that you are coming at it from a place of integrity, and not just, I want, I want, I want, I want, because people are going to not, (laughs) I'm going to say blacklist you, they're not going to blacklist you, but they're probably going to get a bad taste about what it is that you are looking to do, like, oh, she's just, you know, messaging me because she wants me to send her clients, what have you done for me? Right. So I love to help my clients create a game plan so that when they do pitch themselves or if they pitch themselves, that it's more beneficial and it's more of a genuine connection other than like who's this person that's telling me that they want me to like send them clients right so i help you do that um if you are in my uh bridal beauty business accelerator program i'll leave details in the link in the bio if you're interested but that's one thing that you can do when it comes to vendor connections now next is networking when you are selling your services as a bridal hair and makeup artist Networking can look like a couple of different things, right? So networking can be like email DMs um, or emails and DMs, right? Now, networking um, networking events, I know there are like smaller networking events going on. There's virtual events going on, but there's a couple of things that I want to tell you about when it comes to some common mistakes that people make when it comes to networking. So when it comes to networking, I always see people, you know, like leaving cards or just handing out cards to anybody and everyone leaving cards on tables going to coffee shops and leaving um, you know cards there now that is a passive way of marketing yourself right that's a passive way of selling your service so when you are doing this, what, you don't even know what they're about. You don't even know if the person who is picking up your card is your target market. So then you're wasting money. And I know that we don't want to waste money. We spent all this money on, you know, uh, Moo cards, on Vistaprint or wherever you get your um, cards made from, Staples, off Depot. And you want to make sure that if you are giving out cards that you've paid for, That you are giving them to people who are actually going to, you know, be able to give them out to people who are who would be a best fit for your service. Right. So you can do this by a couple of ways, having conversations, having conversations with people. Right. So go back to the DMs if you're okay with you know showing up and meeting someone for coffee then do that say hey let's have a coffee date the number of coffee dates that i had when i was building my community i would slide into people's dms hey, I see you're in this area, I would love to meet up for coffee, um, let me know if you're interested, blah, 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 right, so being okay to connect, if you're not good in a group setting, do solo settings, right, just have a day where you're like, hey, I'm going to be at this coffee shop this day, let's see if I can connect with four people, right, and and this is what I would do, I would be at one coffee shop, and I would, you know, go on Instagram, slide in the DMs of a couple of people that I want to work with, and, I wouldn't just say like, hey, I want to work with you. I would tell them why I want to work with them. And I would say like, hey, like, let's get to know each other. Let's meet up and we can just like hang out through, you know, coffee. And you can ask them like, oh, so how long have you been in the industry? Like, you know, what kind of brides are you looking um, to connect with? Make it about them. Let them know I am here to service you. Right. So you can do that a couple of different ways and then let them know like hey if you ever have any fun projects i would love to collaborate right so these are good ways to one build up your portfolio if you are working with or, i mean if you're meeting with like photographers um i have so many photographer friends so many photographer friends as well as wedding planner friends as well as venue owners and it's because i wasn't afraid of hearing the word no you know, everybody's not going to have availability to um, meet up with you and do a coffee date. And that's OK. So what I've been doing is I've been doing virtual dates. i have been doing virtual meetings. Hey, do you want to do like a virtual hangout? Like we might can like have like mimosas at the same time, have some brunch, whatever it is. Right. And you can do it that way. Right. There's so many ways that you can start selling your services to where you are one building connections. Connections lead to conversions. If you are too afraid of putting yourself out there of to connect, then you're losing out on potential leads. Connecting through Instagram DMs, connecting through your sales systems, through your email marketing system, right? Not Not email marketing like, um, email platform but like your email um, marketing that you do when somebody says like hey I'm interested in your services the emails that you send out there when you market to them that's what I mean so that's one way that or that's really a couple of ways that you can start selling your bridal beauty hair and makeup services get out of the box when it comes to marketing at the end of the day and I'm wrapping up too but when it comes to marketing at the end of the day it's how you sell it is how you connect. It is how you position yourself differently. And going back to what I was saying before, when I was promoting you know, $45 makeup services when I first started based upon how I show up and sell my services when I have a personal rate of $175 just for makeup... It is completely different on how you show up. It's completely different on how you talk about it, on the captions that you write, on social media, on how you have conversations, on the way that you have your website set up, what words go on your website, which images go on your websites, and who you network with, right? Um, Another thing that I talked about in my past um, podcast episode, I don't know if it was building clientele or if it was marketing, I believe it might have been the the marketing episode when I was saying, you know, when you are marketing to or when you are building connections with people, not just having, you know, photographers that you would network with who have a similar aesthetic to what your potential clients are looking for is making sure that their price range makes sense for your service. There's so many new photographers um, popping up. There's so many new wedding planners popping up. And um, some of them have, you know, some luxury rates, which is awesome. And some of them have, um, they're more discount friendly, right? So I'm going to give you just my own personal word of advice, because I had to learn the hard way. When I was starting Out, you know building connections I would network with a lot of people who are new in the industry so new planners new photographers and some of them they grew and they grew with us so their prices increase and our prices increase and it was it was a good match because as their brand evolved just like everybody's brand evolves our brand evolved right along with it so if you have a high-end photographer and they're promoting a, you know, $45 um, hair and makeup. And I'm not, you know, throwing dirt on anybody if you charge $45. Um, I'm just pe- speaking about my own personal experiences. But what it looks like, and I had a conversation with my bride. And I'll tell you this conversation and then I'll I'll head out. So conversation with my bride um, that just got married um, this past weekend. She got married on um, October 10th, um, 2020. So she was saying how even though our prices were a little bit up there, the value that she saw in our Instagram, the value that she saw on our website, she was more intrigued by us versus somebody who had cheaper prices. She said she was looking at so many people. She was from the Asheville area and she was looking for someone to do her hair and makeup in Charleston, right? Right. So she was looking for, you know, other Charleston um, people in the area, and she was just saying, like, you know, some of the prices concerned her because she was like, why is it so cheap? Well, what's wrong with this service? Why is it, why is it not more? And that concerned her. It concerned her because, one. She is having photos taken, you know, for her wedding. She's already invested in a dress, a gorgeous dress. She's already invested in, you know, a photographer, a venue, food, catering, all of these things. And she wants to make sure that what she's getting is quality. She doesn't want to spend money on something that's going to, you know, cause her more stress than what it is that she wants, right? So our luxury price point appealed to her more than somebody whose work was amazing, but they just charged an extreme lower rate. Charging lower prices does not mean that you get more clients. It means that you have to work harder to reach those revenue goals, right? I was talking a lot about high ticket, low volume versus low volume, high ticket. That's what we are, low volume, high ticket, which means We don't have to have a ton of bridal hair and makeup clients because our prices are a little bit up there. So we get more profit, but we get to work less. So if that sounds like something that you are interested in doing when it comes to your own bridal beauty business, like I was saying before, a ton of the things that I mapped out in today, plus a lot of things that I did not mention, please use the link in my show notes to check out my one-on-one coaching program. Now, if you are someone who isn't really sure, if a coaching program is something that you um, are, you know, looking to invest in right now, then check out my brand strategy and action planning sessions. Those are 90 minute sessions where I do help you create a 90 day action plan. And I help you create a marketing plan and sales goal so that you can work efficiently towards what it is that you are trying to accomplish right by breaking it down into your monthly, weekly and daily focus goals so you always know where and how to prioritize your time to get you closer to those sales in your business. But all of that is in the show notes, and I hope that you had a ton of value from this episode today. And also, if you enjoyed this make sure that you log into wherever you listen to your podcast episodes to write me a quick little note. Let me know what tip was helpful. Let me know how it has transformed your business. And I might give you a shout out on one of my next episodes. But Bye guys. I hope you had such a great time with me today because I know I did. Bye.